hello and welcome to Ferry Unfiltered with my amazing guest, Peter Hartley. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic, mate. Just been laying in the 30 degree heat while you were all making <laughs> snowmen back home, so... Oh, you're, you're not in Motherwell anymore anyway, I mean, this is the thing, you've got the sun out there. So you're out in, it's, it's India, isn't it? I am ba- I'm based in Goa. Um, with with COVID, obviously, the full season is is situated in Goa, and each team is in like a bio bubble. Right. So we have our own hotel, which only us can use the facilities type of thing. And um, we play it out of three stadiums the full season. Wow. Um, it's a twenty game, twenty game season, and we're seventeen in, so I've got three left. Oh. Obviously, if we get into the playoffs, then the season will get extended by two weeks, and you go into like a semi final where first plays fourth. Second place, third, and then uh-huh. obviously two teams go into a final. Then, then you win the the ISL Cup. It's called. It's the Indian Super League trophy. Nice, mate. Nice. That's really cool. So they've just. So you've been staying in that same hotel then for the whole time. Yeah, stay. Yeah, we've been in the same hotel. I come out here October the seventh. Um, I had to do two weeks quarantine, and then we just obviously just lay in the sun and train and play football. <laughs> just. It's brilliant, mate. I love it. No, it's, I mean, it's not even... I don't, if anybody's watching this on YouTube, it's not even a filter you've got on. This is obviously your, your natural tan. This is... <laughs> no bad, mate. No bad. Yeah. Uh, so how are you uh, finding the difference? Wait, when I came... When, what was that? What were you saying? The difference in... Wait. I was going to say, when I came over here, I was white, but now I, now I look Indian, <laughs> don't I? So you wouldn't... <laughs> Mate, honestly, they wonder about how you find it, the adjustment to the heat. Obviously, if you're playing in Motherwell or playing in the UK, where you played with your teams before, and now playing out in that heat, how are you finding it? Uh, do you know what? I've I've, uh, I've climatized now, but see, when I got out of quarantine the first two weeks of training, I actually had to drop out of training because I couldn't Whoa. breathe. Really? I don't know whether it's the altitude or, or yeah. I, I, it was about three or four times in the first week well, I had to say to the assistant manager, Sandy Stewart, I said, I don't feel right, I need to drop out. It was just, I was sweating way too much, couldn't breathe properly. Then, you know, longer the time went on, I feel great now. I mean, the games are like easy, but pre-season was the toughest pre-season I've ever done, to be honest with you, mate. It was, fuck, it was crazy. <laughs> Go ahead, see with your, obviously, your career out there. Couldn't breathe. I'm I sweating. Was- yeah, but you couldn't breathe here, by the way. See if you're in Motherwell, take the breath away if it's that cold. Uh, it's bulky. <laughs> I'm doing this podcast in the gym and I've actually got a jacket on and a fleece. It's insane. I was like, oh my God. I mean, do you know what I was going to do? Just to, just to rub your face in the kick, I was actually going to put a pair of speedos on <laughs> and my armbands. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, uh, see, I did a podcast the other week and I did it down here and it was like halfway through it. I was like, I'm sorry, by the way, I need to put my jacket on. I'm like so cold. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So yeah. what time is it over there the now then? You're about what? You're about, about five o'clock or something? Um, it's 20, 20 to five, yeah, in the afternoon, yeah. 20 to five. Um, so what do you do with yourself? I can hear you um, now. Can you, what do you do with yourself yeah, then? Yeah. Once you've done your training, do you get up too much? Well, I'll tell, I tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing me, um, me away for B&A coaching license. So I've been doing a lot of theory with that. You know, nice. so it's why I've got time on my hands and I haven't got, I'm out of home with the, with the missus and, and little man driving me crazy. So I've just been getting me t- teeth into the, into the theory work, like getting that done. It's been How good. You? I'm enjoying it. 
I'll I'll tell you what, mate, to be totally honest with you, this place, India, has massively opened my eyes. Oh, really? You don't don't realise what you've got back home. You don't realise what you've got back home, mate, until you come to a place like this. Honestly, it's, 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 I've never, like, you just so, pre- I'm so appreciative of, of the way our life is at home. Uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're walking, you walk, we have to walk out of the hotel a hundred yards to get on a bus to then drive to the, the training pitch. And there's, there's just cows, cows everywhere. They can do what they want. In India, cows are sacred. Right. You know, if, if you run someone over with a car, a human being, it's okay, but if you run a cow over, you're in a lot of trouble because cows are god over here. That you have to run another country that can do what they want. Honestly, no. it's crazy. Oh, I swear, man. We're just got, random oh, cows. Oh, random cows everywhere, just walking past her. Cows, stray dogs, houses and houses here, mate. It's it's the huts. It, it, I can't explain. You've got to experience it, but um, it's put me in an amazing state of mind. I'm 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 so happy after. I wish I'd done it when I was younger. Really? Um, obviously, yeah, I really do, yeah, because you just, it opens your eyes with life, you know, the way the people live. And they're mm-hmm. such nice people, man. They've got big hearts. They're, they're not negative. They're, they're not bitter. They're, they're appreciative of everything Indian people. They're really, really nice people. As somewhere um, I've always you know, loved to have Yeah. It, it yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy I've done it. I mean... When I got married, I, I went to Sri Lanka, so I had a little bit of an inkling of what it was going to be like, but this is another level. Like, it's brilliant, though. I absolutely love it. I'm just so happy I've done it, but you just don't realise how fortunate you are. Well, this is it. When I went backpacking, so that was 11 years ago, and see, like you say, like, it is an eye-opener. Like, when, I, when I was younger, I went, I went to like, like Thailand and Vietnam, and when you were seeing all these types of cultures, and then even when I went to Fiji, and the one thing I always remember in Fiji was they'd put, uh, we were on an island and it was just this island and everybody was just sitting like, we were eating what they ate, living where they lived. It was brilliant. And the they came out and they had a big sheet and they'd put on a cartoon for all the kids. But the kids weren't interested because they were interested in, see the local fire dancers. That was their heroes. They they loved these guys. They were the best thing ever. And it was brilliant. And like, we would sit with them at night and we would just sit and have a drink with them. And you were just like, like you say, like such nice people, and it was a, a massive eye opener for me because when I went back, I've like obviously when I went, I was only like 22. So when I came back, I just felt like material things meant nothing to me now, like they still don't really mean anything to me. So I think it's it does, it, I think it's yeah. a good thing to do. I want my kids to do it, I want my girls to do it. I don't know how you feel about your son, but I'd love my girls just to go go traveling and, and see the world. Don't get me wrong, I'd be chasing after them, making sure they were all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've got to be careful where you let them go. Aye, um, whenever yeah, they go I mean, if I stay, my, yeah, crazy. My, uh, my plan is to hopefully stay here for another couple of years. So um, I'm going to get my wife and son over. Like, Are you going to get them over then? I need to experience this. Well, the season ends now. I get six months off. So I'll be coming back to, to the UK for six months. Then if I stay out here, I'll be coming back over here in uh, October time. So... Right. I'll try and get them over for like New Year or something, you know, when the little man's off off school. So, uh, but I think they definitely need to come and experience it. It's it's amazing, amazing place. It looks it looks good. Like I'm, I'm following your page and the Instagram and that. Like, it's nice to see you playing football, but it's not miserable outside. That is a good thing. How do you find it? Is it quite a, a cultured team? Obviously, you're used to playing being a footballer anyway with people from all over the world. Like. How are you finding it being from the UK, going over there? Obviously, like you've got your, your manager from the UK as well. So, like, 
Is it like a big mixture? How is it? Yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head. It's a massive mixture. Um, the team's predominantly made up of like Indian players. You're only allowed seven foreigners per team. So we've got, I'm English. Mm-hmm. You've got an Australian. You've got a Nigerian. We've got a Lithuanian. Nice. We've got two Spanish boys. So, yeah, two Spanish boys and a Brazilian. <laughs> that is our seven foreigners. That so, is you know, if, if you're going to lend me... If you're going to learn new cultures, it's definitely your team to sign for. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big mixed bag of people then. <laughs> oh, and you're playing a couple, of, a couple of games. Are you playing like two games a week just now then? Uh, it's probably a game every four or five days, to be honest. We Aye. had a 12-day break around Christmas. Before all that, yeah, we played every four or five days in this Sunday. God. I just keep you fat, yeah, mate. So That'll keep my, you fat. My body just keeps getting <laughs> my body keeps getting super glued back together, and they just wheel me out for another <laughs> game. <laughs> Magic sponge and deep heat, and just oh, send you, mate. That's it. <laughs> so obviously, I want to get people to know yeah. you more. Um, so what? Let's talk about like how, how your career started, and obviously we'll get to we'll obviously know you, where you are now, and you were obviously like the legend at Motherwell. So, like how where let's talk about where did you start when you left school? How did you even were you always into football? So start right from the beginning then. Um, well, when, I tell you how it started. Right when I was about seven or eight year old, my mum and dad both worked, um, and in the six weeks holidays, obviously there was no one to look after me and you know, middle-class family, you can't really afford a, a babysitter or whatnot. So my mum used to send me to a soccer school. Right. It was like, it would go on for two weeks from eight till five at night. And I, I used to love it every day, you know, Monday to Friday, then you get a weekend off, go again the next week. And I just got into football that way. Then I signed for a local team um, in Hartlepool where I'm based. And then a Middlesbrough scout, see me playing. I went on trials at Middlesbrough when I was about eight, nine. Right. Um, got a contract at Middlesbrough, stayed in the School of Excellence for, for four years there. And then um, I fell out of love with it a bit, you know, things like this now back home when your mates are going out and snowball fighting and making snowmen and I've, I've got to go training five till seven on a Tuesday night and I just want to go and play with my pals. So um, I left Middlesbrough and I, I sort of, to be fair, my parents were brilliant because they made, let me make my own decision. Um, I said I didn't want to play like it was too serious, you know, at a young age. Mm-hmm. So I went and played with my pals for another year or two. Then um, a guy called Mike Gordon, um, actually his son is, Dave is my agent now, but um, right. he scouted me. At Sunderland. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but, um, he, he was a Sunderland scout. And when I was about 12, he, he I went on a trial learn. I stayed at Sunderland from, from 12 till 21. And um, I made my debut there under Roy Keane, he was the manager when I was 18 in the championship, so I played there. Um, and then I just come up through the ranks, but the season I made my debut, I, uh, I think it was New Year's Day against Leicester, and then he sent me out on loan after. And uh, at the end of that season, I come back, and obviously when you've had a taste for first-team football and the season, I went on loan at Chesterfield and the season had ended, but we still had two weeks left at Sunderland. So I had to come back and train for two weeks. And the reserves had a, had a cup final, a Durham cup final. And obviously, you know, a little bit of a trip on my shoulder. And young 19-year-old played five, like 10, 12 first-team games. Uh, I sort of thought I was too good to play in the reserves and uh, went and played in the game. I was garbage, absolute bag of rubbish. 
and the next day Roy Keane pulled me in and, and released me. Oh, released me from my contract. Yeah, like that's how. So obviously, I still had a couple of weeks left of training, and uh, I had a choice. I could have just went left, or seen the rest of my contract out and trained. So I just thought, you know, I went home. Obviously, spoke my mum and dad. Um, I just thought, well, what have I got to lose? You know, go in, get me a down, work hard, and keep fit. Mm-hmm. You know, because three or four weeks left, go and keep fit. And if I get a, get a trial or something at another club, I can just jump at that. Anyway, three weeks into to the end of the season. Um, I'm obviously going in early, uh, leaving late on the day. You know, the facilities are phenomenal. So I go in swimming on the morning, then train. Uh-huh. And then I go and do a gym session that afternoon. I was just being relentless. And three weeks in, he pulled me in his office and, and said he's changed his mind. He wants to give me a new contract. Oof. So Roy Keane gave me another day. So that was my lifeline in football. Life could have went, I could have went down a complete different path to where I'm at now. But yeah, so that happened. I got another year. And we had an under-21 team. I think I was 20 at the time. And our under-21 team was phenomenal. Um, Jordan Henderson, Jack Colbach, Martin Waghorn, some real big hitters like in the 21s. And we had a fan- fantastic coach called Neil Burley. Um, we we won all the competitions, the, the under-21 Premier League, everything that season. Mm-hmm. And then um, Roy Keane got sacked. Ricky Spurrier got the, the manager's job and they offered me another one-year contract. But then my hometown club, Hartlepool, offered, offered me a deal. Um, three-year contract and I was like you know I, I, from being 12 year old I used to go to Hartlepool games with my uncle when I could I had a season right. ticket and I just thought you know what like for some kids dream, people's dreams are playing for England and Liverpool and Man United do you know what man my dream was to play for Hartlepool at the Vic uh. I swear, at Victoria Park <laughs> in, uh, when I was a kid so I took, I took the contract I, I left Sunderland and I thought if Sunderland were in the Premier League at the time, obviously being promoted, signing centre-halves for nine and ten million. I'm a 20-year-old lad. I'm not really going to get a chance. So I just went and built my own career, you know, played for Hartlepool and, and went from there. Went to Hartlepool. Oh, amazing. It was crazy. Hartlepool to Stevenage, Plymouth. I've been all over the country. I'm, I'm a bit of a traveller, <laughs> to be honest. Glorified travel. <laughs> uh, done with the UK now. Just got to go abroad. That's it. Then you're off. No, that's amazing. That's that's a brilliant like playing with your your team that you've always you've always loved. Though that is, I must have been amazing just to put on the jersey like and actually walk out like somewhere that you've been there as a fan. Aye, well, it was the first season was surreal. Do you know what? I think it did affect me as a footballer because I was a fan on the pitch. So do you know sometimes you'll know yourself if you've ever done it in life where you try to add at something because you want it so much and it just goes the wrong way for you <laughs> instead of just relaxing and, and what will be will be. I was trying so hard on the pitch, but I was rubbish my first oh. season. I just And then Neil Cooper, you're a big football fan, uh, I... Scottish guy, Neil Cooper. Mm-hmm. He used to play for Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. He, he got the gaffer's job at Hartlepool and he obviously, I was 23-year-old, he gave me the captaincy. So that was it. That was it. I just took off from there, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously signed for the mighty well after I've travelled the UK for a bit, uh, come up to Scotland, signed for the mighty well, and you know I love my time there. It was brilliant. Did you uh, did you did you enjoy your time at Motherwell though? Did you have a good oh, time at Motherwell? Do you know what? Like I'd never I'd never actually been to Scotland before. I'd I'd signed for Motherwell, never been, and it's the best place. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying it, it is the best place I've ever lived. It's, uh, people are amazing, man. You know when you're just on the same wavelength as people. Obviously, Aye. I'm from the northeast of England, so it's the same type of mentality. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but 
just Motherwell. It, it was just like, it was like a hometown club for me, like Hartlepool is working mm-hmm. class people. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone, if, if you put the work in on the pitch, people recognise it. You don't have to be the best player in the world, but if you have a will to win and you get your head down, you work hard, people people appreciate, you know, you, you're playing you're playing for the badge. So I oh, love the place. It's, it's great. Like, and that's the thing. It's, the Motherwell, the, the, the Motherwell team, the Motherwell fans are all like that. Like my, my friends are all diehard Motherwell fans. Like, see when we were doing the sponsorship with you guys last year for the, the top, and like, I remember we were sitting there and my friend, we got the email through and my friend was sitting with me and he was like, wait a minute here. He's like, sign that big handsome bastard, Peter Hartley. Get out. Put, put that as the, the, don't even look at MDLs, but like, that was a thing. And I was like, right, okay. But that is a thing. You were a total legend up here. Like, he, he was actually mailing me earlier on. He's like, when are you getting him on? Ask him. He's like, ask him if you'll just come back. Tell him, tell him just to come back. <laughs> and I was oh, like, man. you know what? Like, it, it's, I'll tell you what it was for me. There was a couple of things, and I knew that there's a lot of good young players coming through. And um, I don't really want, I didn't come through like your Barry Maguire's, your Yusuf Hussain's. So you, haven't, you haven't seen these guys properly yet. But obviously, when COVID happened as well, um, it was a difficult situation for the club, and they were absolutely fantastic through that. And I had a, I had a good conversation with Robert with them. And, I knew my time was up, type of thing. So uh, two cup finals and getting to Europe, like I know it's. I mean, they had a. If great I'm going to go out on a high, that was it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It definitely was a high, but I mean, it was. Oh, you're not wrong, honestly. What I've always said, everywhere I've been, it's like the only thing I always think about when I sign for a club is to just leave my. Even if you're in a relegation battle and you manage to stay up, or if you're going to achieve something. When you pick the shirt up on day one, when you leave on day dot, you leave it in a better place. And I, I don't know, Motherwell. And I think that's why I'm appreciate. Broke any records, but I left my shirt in a better place. So a day. Oh, I mean, he did brilliant. And the thing is, is you're still you've not left in any bad blood. That's the thing. People still love you. That's you're still admired. I mean, it's not like you're going. They're like glad to see you go. They definitely didn't want to see you go. That was the thing. And you've obviously you've moved out here now and. With the club there, is like how you how you's getting on the league. Are you are you doing are you doing well? Are you are you happy where you are? Yeah, we're 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 two points outside the playoffs with three games to go, so there's a lot to play for. Um, but to be honest with you, mate, the referees are shite out here. <laughs> like, you could you could be the worst team in the world, but you just get a you get a penalty out of nothing, like and, oh, really? and you'll get beat or you'll win a game. It's the referees can win or lose your games, so it's a toss of a coin some weeks. It's we, we could have been top of the league after six or seven games, and honestly, mate, I can't explain it. You've got to explain. <laughs> I've I've always been quite an aggressive person on the pitch, but I've I've had respect for referees. But over here, I just can't control my mouth, man. I'm on seven <laughs> yellow cards in seventeen games. <laughs> well, I've just come back from a ban. I've just come back from a ban. I might be getting another one next game if I get another yellow. Oh, mate. It's like water and eggshells your next game then. I know. Oh, that's crazy. And obviously your yeah, manager, yeah, we play, um, former Motherwell man as well. Aye, aye, Owen Coyle. What a guy. Fantastic bloke, like. Aye. Top, top bloke. Good coach. Top bloke. He's been brilliant for me, honestly. He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, spoke to him in the summer. So I, I could have probably, well, I, I could have. I could have stayed in England or come back to Scotland, but uh, when, I, when I spoke to him on the phone in the summer, like, with just his passion, man, the way his enthusiasm, his passion, and he, he sold it to me. And when I've come over here, he's, he, every box he ticked on the phone, he's he's picked over here. He's been, he's been really good. good. 
That's good. It lives up to his promises. Then that's that's excellent. That's what you want from somebody if they're getting you to fly all the way over there. I mean, it's... <laughs> so have you not been back home since October? Then have you not been back to like get back? No, home? we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy your bubble. Uh, um, I didn't know this before I signed. To be honest, advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy your bubble. So we're not allowed to go anywhere. We're not allowed to leave the hotel. Um, we only have certain parameters around the hotel we're allowed to go to. Uh, so, like I said, got out here October the 7th and I'll be going home end of February. So I can't wait to get home. So I've not seen uh, the missus and the little man in for six months. My missus is due on the 8th of March as well, so... Congratulations, mate. That you better get back. Good. It's going to be touch and go if I have to... Have to self isolate for ten days. I'll, I'll be stuck in isolation, and <laughs> should be in the hospital given birth. <laughs> I'll be if that's the case. I'm missing it. I'll be in the spare bed for six months. Oh, you will, mate. You will. <laughs> You'd have yeah. need balls left, man. You drop them off if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, so. Like, what age is your wee boy now? Then uh, he's three. He's three. three. He's four in May. Four in May. And is he is he is yeah. he okay? Is are you getting to talk yeah. to him quite a lot? Then you talking to him every night? Then like in the phone? Ah, uh, well, with the with the time difference, um, I usually ring it ring him when he wakes up in the morning because we we obviously finish training, then it'll be afternoon here. But mm-hmm. at first, he was delighted to speak to me, and now he's you know what kids are like. He's just easily distracted. <laughs> like, I have to force to sit with the phone. Aye, he's football mad man. Honestly, he's he's crackers. Are you trying to get him into Hartlepool? Are you trying to get him into your home team? Are you, I don't is... know. I think I, I, I don't know. He's he's good. He's good. He's a good little player, like. But I just think he'll uh, he'll get he'll get a red card every game the way he tackles. <laughs> it's carnage. He just goes two foot and everything. It's madness. Nah, it's he's a crack, wild, mate. little player. He loves football, but. Aye, uh, kids are kids, aren't they? You know what it's like. Oh, I know. I said to my wee girl the other day, I was like, you want to, when you're bigger, do you want to, like, do you want to take over daddy's gym? She's like, I've got two daughters of it, you know, like, I, I, she's like, no, 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 Lucia can work in the gym. You can buy me a, she says, salon, and um, and you can work in the ice cream van as well. I'm like, where do these, where do you, where do you get these ideas from? Like, what is, where did you put that together? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> by day I run a gym, by night I've got an ice cream oh, van just going about. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I, it's always, it's always, keep me on your toes, mate. They keep me on your toes. I'm going to keep you on your toes now because I'm going to ask oh, you. Oh, the imagination is brilliant, Anna. Aye, oh, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. I love it. And it's that's brilliant then. You, Daddy too. Mate, that would be great. Do you, do, would you, would yeah. you ever fancy it? Now you're saying you're going to maybe stay out there for a few years. If you got offered a contract back in the UK, do you think you would move back? Probably not, to be totally oh. honest with you. Oh, really? That's how yeah. it must be. It must be good. I would there, stay then. here because it's six. It's six months on, six months off. So when ah. I get home on the twenty seventh of February, after me day and a half of travelling, I've got six months off. See if you play in England or Scotland. In Scotland, especially, you get four weeks off in the summer, and then you're back at it again. In England, you get eight weeks. Here, you get six months. And wow. I'm thirty two now. So if I want to prolong, if I want longevity and prolong my career. Um, it's it's 20 games a season, aren't you? Where you play 30, 40, 50 in, in the UK. Ah, I can see your point. You've yeah. sold it to me, mate. You've you sold it to me. Ah, mate, the cogs are turning. <laughs> the cogs are turning. Nah, I, think, is, uh... I, 
I think the cows, the cows sold it to you, didn't they? <laughs> Mate, that's it. That's it. Free meat, just walking about. You just need to be like an assassin if you're trying to take in. So do they know? <laughs> While we're talking about food, then Pierre, let's move on to the, let's move on to your random questions that I've got for you, right? So they are very random, I know. So the podcast is called Fairy Unfiltered. I, I'd, if I was meeting you in person, I'd be meeting you a hot beverage because I found out quite a few people don't drink coffee. So if I had to make you a hot drink, what would I be making you? Or a coffee, what would I be making you? Double espresso. Good man. Good man. You're starting off well. This is good. This is it. Now we've got the game changer here, right? Yeah. If we're going to make you a... Know, you know when someone's got kids when they say double espresso. What's that? I said, you know when someone's got kids when they say double Double espresso, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> um, what's going to your um, your so pizza, right? Um, if I had to get your pizza, what would type of pizza would they be getting you? So it could be from anywhere. So say maybe the best pizza you've had in a country, or your and whatever your favourite type of base is, toppings. You can go in depth as you want, mate. I'm gonna go double decadence. Have you tried that before? I have not, and I'm wanting to find so out the about crust this. Is a double decadence crust. Right. Okay. Double decadence crust, and then I will go. It's a. It's called a London. Okay, a London. Right. I'm intrigued. So it's a margarita, but before you put the cheese on top, and then the cheese on top. So it's like it's double double decadence around the outside, which is cheese and like a tomato sauce in the crust. Okay. And then you've got chips. So it's a London pizza chips with a with a cheese on top of that. It's it's a meal. It's a meal in a box. Mate. You're laying on the sofa for like three hours when you've had it in pain, but it's worth every second. Like just double carved that up, mate. You just double carved that pizza. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh wait, um... body fats through the roof. <laughs> 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 oh man, in, in ways I want to try this now, like chips and a pizza. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to look up this double decked and so base, man. I need to see this. I need to actually see this after this. Yeah, have a, have a go. Right. Well, let's go into your um, <laughs> let's go into your guest, mate. So what I usually do with every day is I like to find out if they to have a dinner party. Right, so we're having dinner. We're going to have your double decked in yep. uh, London style pizza. Right, everybody's getting a wee double espresso. <laughs> right, if you to invite five people, now they could be dead or alive. They're not coming back as zombies or anything like that. They're just coming back as themselves from the past. Right, um, five people that you would have at a dinner party. Who would you have? I'm going to go Georgie Best. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Conor McGregor. Oh, right. Kevin Hart. The comedian. <laughs> I was watching him all day. I think, yeah, Penelope Cruz. Oh, mama. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But we've got, we've got to put a sprinkle of sauce on there, haven't we? But then you've got George Best there. I mean, he's probably going to be at a bit before the dinner party even starts. I mean, <laughs> so you've got uh, George you're right. Best. In the corner for <laughs> George Best, Conor McGregor, uh, Penelope Cruz. Who else did you say? Uh, George Best, Conor McGregor, Penelope Cruz, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh, you've got one more. Um, oh. I tell you what, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for The Rock. Do you know Dwayne Johnson? Yes. This is it, mate. This would be an entertaining. I'm going for him. That's my five. Uh, mate, at least all you with the big enjoy. fat. Yeah, with a big fat fuck off, double decadent pizza. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> All athletes, mate, use deserve double carbs. That's fine. That's nothing to use. Nothing to use. That means. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. 
You've got great guests, great pizza, and uh, good coffee. So what I'd like to do now is what I was saying to you earlier uh, when we were messaging, uh, I usually ask people for like books. Books can be anything at all. So it could be, like, it doesn't even need to be books. It could be albums. Uh, the reason I ask this is, so for instance, one of the women we had on last week, she's uh, she recommended, and they were all like, five kids books. And it was great, and it was really, really good. So it could be ending along those lines. So whatever, whatever type of things that you want to suggest, five things that you would suggest be albums or books. Is this recommending it to other people, or even just things that you've read, read and you've been, or oh, I've enjoyed that, or listened to it? I, exactly. If you've maybe listened or read something, you went, I enjoyed that, or see if it's just an album. You go, this is a belter an album. Yeah. I really like this. Whatever you think, mate. Five different things. Uh, I'm gonna go. I've been listening to a podcast called the High Performance Podcast. Okay. Jay Comfries. Very right. good. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm going to go a book, uh, Sapiens. Okay. Have you read that? No, what's that? This is, a, is this a bit too serious? Or no. I'm, I'm just no. recommending it. No, 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 mate. It's, uh, I, told you, I told you. Podcasts, podcasts allowed. Podcasts allowed, yeah? Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, it's just basically the top the top level performers of in any craft. Um, it's really good. He gets loads of random people on. He had uh, Steph Houghton, the the female England captain, um, mm -hmm. on there. He's had Josh Warrington, the boxer. It's just good. You know, people from different sports. I like listening to it. Love it. Um, and then I've, I've been listening to another podcast called Under the Cosh. Can you remember Big John Parkin, the footballer? Mm, no. Played for Preston, and he's got a podcast called Under a Caution and um, Cy Ferry Open Goal. I'm going to uh -huh. go with them too as well. So there's four That's Open good. Goal podcast. And um, I'll finish with a book. I'm going to go Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Very good book, mate. Very good book. I've, I read that. Yeah. I I really like yeah. that. It's actually yeah. it's really the like Arnold Carnegie things like that. It makes you think. I've read that about three or four times. I think it's a great, it's a great movie. Even considering yeah. how long ago it was. Oh, I'm going to go six. I've got another thing. This is just for you, Chris. Go for it. This is just for you. It's right. uh, it's a podcast, and you've got to listen to it and drop me your text when you've listened to it. It's right. uh, Rangan Chatterjee. I'll send you the name. And it's I send it. Uh, a theme, a woman's on it, and she's survived through the. Um, I want to say Holocaust, but I don't think that's. She's called Dr. Edith Eger. Right. And um, what was it called when the where, where the Germans were killing all the Jews? What's that again? Oh, the is is it the it's not the whole, uh -huh, the Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Uh, uh huh. Oh, Auschwitz. Yeah, survived through that. It's wow. an amazing pod. It's on for about an hour and a half. You've got to listen to it. It is the best thing I've ever listened to. Ooh. This woman, like. So strong, it's amazing. I'll send you it after this. Ah, yeah, definitely. I'll have a listen, then let me know what you think. Oh no, definitely. I, I, I love. See, the thing is, see when everybody recommends these things, I go and do it. Like uh, I bought all the. I've been back. <laughs> You'd see my book collection, my Audible collection. <laughs> it's just been going up and up and up. I'm like, that sounds really good. Yeah. And Laura's like, you're doing something else. And I'm like, like it's educational. You know what I mean, someone trying to do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Impressed. No, no. I, I, I do. I love putting on these uh, podcasts. I listen to totally random. Thing. Like, I love like TED Talks and stuff like that because you've always got somebody, somebody different on it. That I'd actually put that on my online coaching this morning, and I'd say to my clients, I was saying to them, look, 
you could put some of this on and you would think, oh, I'll never ever, that's nothing I would ever listen to. And then you could sit and get five, 10 minutes into it and get totally engrossed in it because it's a subject you would yeah. normally normally go to, um, but you could get something from it. So I'm trying to get people to broaden, broaden the horizon of like what they should look at. Yeah. See, mate, this has been good. Yeah, well, I've, I've had a lot of time on my hands over here, so I've just been... <laughs> listening to all sorts of different stuff, you know what it's like. And then, like you said there, you, you think, oh, this is, this won't be for me. And then 10 minutes in, you're completely engaged and then you're mm -hmm. drifting off and it's brilliant. I just love it where well, your mind just drifts off, doesn't it? It's great. Like, the, the one that I've been, the two that I've listened to, more or less back to back, it was um, just there, was uh, Simon Sinek and it was um, Find Your Why. And leaders eat last. That's a, they're really good. See if you get time yeah. in your audible or, or, or whatever you're reading. Really, really good books. And it, it puts into really nice scenarios that you're going, why well, actually that makes sense. I've been listening to loads of them. Um, yeah. I, but I'm going to pick up that Napoleon Hill one again. That's dead weird. You spoke about that. That had, um, I've got, oh, I've got a lot of my books in my garage once I've read them. And that actually, it fell out the other day when I was going in my turbo trainer. And I was like, I need to read that. And then you've just mentioned it again. Yeah. That's a sign. That is a sign. Oh, that I need to pick it's phenomenal, isn't it? It's a great book. Like. It's really, really good. Apparently, um, apparently, is it? I don't know if it's a true story, but uh, he wrote another book after it. But it was when everybody was saying he was yeah. going a bit loopy. And it was apparently like, oh, but I, I, I'll, need to, I'll need to find an email for you and send you. But people say that like, um, everybody thought he was, I'm sure this is the same guy, that everybody thought he was going crazy. But it wasn't because a lot of the things that are happening are actually happening. I've actually happened after he's wrote the book. So I'll oh, try and really? I didn't know. I, I, I've actually got another one of the books here called The Law of Success. Well, I haven't, I haven't read it yet. It's about that thick. Oh, <laughs> it's put me up reading it. <laughs> so, but uh, I'll try and find out what that's called there, what Aye. you're talking about. So I'll definitely have a look at that. I it was um I'm sure it was Jack that was in the podcast before um and he he'd mentioned the say he'd mentioned that bit but then he, I'm, I'll need to go back and play it um Jack Canva he was he wrote it at the end and that's what he he I'm sure that was him that was telling me about it I'm going to go back and find that for you now because I actually want to read that as well but apparently yeah. that's what happened he wrote another one after it so there yeah. you are hmm there we go well mate thank you so much for taking the time out your day. To come on the podcast and uh, have a wee chat. You're very welcome. Uh, always a pleasure. You know that. It's been good. It's been good. It's, well, I think we've done well with the, the delay from here to India. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been no too bad. Uh, it's been. I knew it was going to be a little bit difficult, but it's been good. It's been good, mate. It's just a little bit of delayed times, hasn't it? But. It's, I've enjoyed it. It's been great to catch up with you. I've not seen you for a while. I know, mate. It's been so good. So um, thank you so much for taking your time out. And I will let you know when this is on, mate. Top, man. Thank yeah. you.